Welcome back to the exclusive Builder Funnel Radio original mini-series, Mastering Facebook Marketing for Remodelers with Danielle Russell. As a reminder, in this series, Danielle and I cover all things Facebook marketing for your building or remodeling business. Most construction businesses are on Facebook, but it feels like a waste of time. We're here to help you get the most out of your time spent with Facebook marketing. Each episode has tactical strategies for generating more brand awareness, website traffic, and leads from your efforts on Facebook. Let's dive into the show. Danielle, welcome back. I'm back again. Back again. Yeah, surprise, surprise for everybody listening. (laughs) Yeah, we're having some fun with this uh, Facebook mini-series here. It's something we talked about for a while, just wanting to do deeper dives into these topics because sometimes you listen to a podcast you're like oh that was cool i wish we talked about x y or z or wish we could have gone a little bit longer on that and so this format allows us to to do that to dive in and answer specific questions that have come up time and time again over the years and so anyway we're having fun with it we hope you are too what's episode three all about danielle episode three is all about Facebook insights and why they matter. What do they mean for you? Why should yeah. you be checking them? <laughs> yeah. And I know uh, one of the fun, fun topics when this comes up is vanity metrics. And so I, I guess maybe we'll, let's just start there for kicks. What's a vanity metric and you know, what metrics should we really be <laughs> kind of focused in on? Yeah. So in our previous episode, I gave an example of a good case of vanity metrics and how they actually led to an underlying issue. So I do want to point out that vanity metrics, they don't pay the bills at the end of the day, but they are a good indicator of something that could be either going really well or not going well. So they're a good surface level metric to look at, but that's not the end all be all. You need to dig to really know what that vanity metric is telling you. So what are a couple of examples of vanity metrics? Likes. <laughs> yeah, followers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, followers, page likes, post likes. The things that just tell you someone was scrolling mindlessly and your picture was nice enough that they liked it. That's yeah. a vanity Trick. And that's, I think that's one of the best examples, you know, because sometimes we get hung up on like, oh, I got this many followers on Facebook or, you know, 7,000 on Instagram. But to your point, these aren't the metrics that pay the bills. It's, it's other things. So what are some other metrics that, you know, we can dig into inside of Facebook that are maybe on the vanity side that, but are still helpful for spotting trends or indicators that things are going really well or they're going terribly or that sort of thing? (laughs) Yeah, it's a great question and it's a bigger conversation. So we can take this bite by bite. It really depends on the goal of your Facebook page, first of all. So let me start there because you might disagree with some of the metrics that I say matter most, but what I'm paid to do is help clients grow and get leads. So the, the metrics that I'm most focused on are those ones, the ones at the bottom of the funnel that are really driving business and driving the ROI. So there are metrics that matter that might be more top of the funnel, and we'll talk about those a little bit. But the ones that really matter, the ones that pay the bills, are more like people clicking your button, your call to action, and people actually 
sending you messages or requesting quotes. And those will all sound more familiar if you heard previous episodes, but I can talk more in depth when we get all the way down the funnel to those also. Some page metrics that matter for top of the funnel and less so if you're trying to drive business, but could still be good indicators of how your page is performing. Page views, which you can see in your Facebook insights. That's helpful to know if you are primarily using Facebook as as brand awareness and maybe brand engagement and a little bit less so to actually drive the sales of your remodeling projects. And examples of that would be if you're really just trying to get followers so that if the primary goal of having followers is so that more you have a larger audience for your posts to be seen by because you have a huge number of followers and now one to 2% of that is a little bit more than one to 2% of 300 followers, for example. So that makes sense. That would be an example of you want page views, but ultimately at the end of the day, what you really want are calls and next steps. So hopefully that made sense. Yeah, I mean, the way I think about it, as you're describing, is you know, page views are an indicator that you're getting more attention, you're getting you know more activity. It's an indicator that okay, is that leading to more clicks to my website, or is it leading to more leads and conversions? And so, as you see page views go up, you should see those other ones go up. And if you're not, you know that a lot of those page views probably aren't valuable page views. Maybe they're coming from a target audience that's not great. You know, that's maybe you're not, not your target or something like that. And so, yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. You know, that's a good indicator metric to look at, but it's not your end all be all. And you want to look at it in conjunction with other things. Is that kind of what you're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the correlation is exactly what I was trying to drive home. So thanks for breaking that down. Like another example is page likes. It's not super important how many people like your page, but that showcases that you're sharing the kind of content that these people want to learn more about. They like what you're sharing. And if they like your page, that means they like it enough that they want to see it in their feed regularly. So page likes not a super important metric, but it does tell you that you're sharing good content when you see page likes going up. Yeah. And I think that's the key there. What you just said is, are your page likes increasing? You know, mm-hmm. because that means you're seeing more people that are continuing to follow you. If you've got 10,000 page likes from way back in the day and you bought, you know, a whole bunch of them and, they're, and you're not getting more page likes then your number on the surface looks pretty good, you know, but you're not actually improving. And so you, and you're probably seeing that in your, you know, post engagement and some metrics there, you know, is that nothing really is, is propelling you forward. You've just kind of got all these people sitting there that forgot to unfollow your page at some point. So I think that that's a good point you made is like, or is that number going up? Mm-hmm. Yep. So then the next step after page likes, the next metric that I would check would be post engagement because page likes, page views, that can be just like drive-by, if that makes sense. And now post engagement means they're actually spending time with your brand. They read your post and they liked it, not just saw your page 
and liked it. But now they're looking at the content that you're sharing and they like that. So now you're increasing engagement on your page. Um, You're starting to build brand affinity and brand awareness with people who are seeing your content regularly enough that they're engaging with your posts. That's a good one. I know a lot of companies have switched towards looking at more of those types of metrics than how many likes you have. But it's like, well, how many people are actually interacting with you on kind of a regular basis and leaving a comment or, you know, sharing it or something like that. And you're going, okay, like these people actually saw it, acknowledged it and took some action. Like that is worth more than just, you know, like you said, a drive-by, I think is a good way to describe, you know, other people. What other metrics are there? (laughs) Another good one is responsiveness. And I kind of mentioned, we touched on this and I think it was episode one. If most people, your call to action on your page is to send message. And if that's been your call to action for a long time now and you haven't checked those messages and you don't respond to those messages, your responsiveness rate is going to be very, very low. And unfortunately, people who are on your page, engaging with your page, can see your responsiveness. They can see your average response times. And you're basically training people that you don't actually follow up with leads. You don't actually care that they're sending you messages. And and maybe you don't, and that's fine. But then again, that shouldn't be your call to action. You should set something else up for that. And People who do want to engage with their brand, you can have automated messaging too. So it's not even you having to take out your phone and respond to them while you're on a job site, for example. Even if you have automated messaging set up, then your responsiveness is something like 100%, 99%, (laughs) whatever it is, because that responds for you within a second or within five seconds, whatever that rate is. So that's a good way to boost your responsiveness, which in turn tells people that you care and you are trying to respond to them and get them answers to their questions. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's great because, you know, as business owners, we don't always have time to reply immediately to every, you know, Facebook message that comes through. So having the automated, you know, message set up is really helpful because it look it makes it look good on the outside, but it also acknowledges for that person, like, hey, we will get to you. And so they've been responded to, but they know they're not forgotten about. So with all of these like metrics that you've gone through, how often should we be looking at these types of things to see trend lines or go, oh, okay, this is you know working or not working or yeah, okay, I'm getting this type of engagement. You know, Do you have recommendations for people around that? That's a great question. When you first sign into your insights, you have an overview page that's going to show you everything that I just went through and maybe a couple others, depending on the types of posts that you share. So for example, if you share videos, you'll get video views also, et cetera. So when you first click into your insights tab, that overview is set to overview seven days. So keep that in mind when you see the numbers, Mm -hmm. if they seem super low, that's why it's only a week. Uh, You can extend it out to 28 days in that overview format, and that's as far back as you can extend it without clicking into individual reports. So I do like to point out that even that setup alone is a very vanity metric oriented way to set it up because the past seven days mean nothing. The past 28 days 
probably don't mean a whole lot either without the context of, for example, like quarter over quarter or even year over year analysis. So those numbers are helpful. Like I said, they're indicators. They're good indicators of what might be going well or not well on that page. But I would suggest clicking into individual reports from that overview, especially if you know what's important to you. If you've been pushing video a lot lately, then check those video views and see if they've been increasing over time and go farther back than seven or 28 days. (laughs) Take the time to look through three months, six months, 12 months, and see if that trend is going upward. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BillBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. Daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls. And inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BUILDBOOK to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. That's a really good point. And I know we talk about a lot here, but there's a lot of seasonality to the business. And so being able to look at that year over year is a nice metric to look at because, you know, if you're comparing a, you know, April or May to a December year, I mean, you're just going to see massively different numbers. And especially even if you're trying to say, well, we're trying to improve our numbers, you know, and if you're looking, if you're comparing the two and you're like, well, earlier this year, in the middle of the year, we had these types of numbers, but at the end of the year, they were lower. It's like, we see that across the board, November, December stuff drops, you know, in terms of a lot of these, these metrics. So as you're digging in and looking at these different timeframes and, you know, stuff like this, what other, you know, metrics or what, like, what can you uncover from Facebook insights to really help propel you forward? I'm glad you asked because there's more than just those baseline metrics when you're in your insights. So if you're going to take full advantage of all of this data that Facebook stores and is trying to provide for you so you can have a good idea to make your next step, make good decisions moving forward for Facebook, it's helpful to know who follows you. We have a whole episode dedicated to this. so I would recommend you check that one out to learn more about why that's important. But it's so helpful to know who follows you, who engages with your content. And another helpful section in Insights is understanding the days and times that people engage with your content. And a lot of the time, it makes sense when you look at your fans and like who's, who follows your page. Think about when they're on Facebook and when they're taking brain breaks or whatever that is at this point. But 
it's helpful information in guiding you to posting at the right time, sharing meaningful content that's relevant and timely while that person's online and while they're interacting with Facebook. It's the fine balance of posting right when someone signs on versus like if you post in the morning, will they still see it later? And Facebook's not super open about their algorithm, kind of like Google, that's their secret sauce. So they don't want us to know, but it's always helpful to know when your audience is online so that they're seeing your content while they're online. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is another good example of taking a little bit of time to increase performance by probably a significant margin. You know, you look at the data, you can see, oh, our spike times for our followers are noon and, you know, 6 a.m. So it's like, okay, well, when they get up and they roll over, they look at their phone, they're on Facebook and then lunch, you know, or, and that's just an example. But if you can see that, like, great schedule your posts for those two times and you know, you're not going to hit it perfectly. Like your followers are on at all different times, but if those are the peak times and you're looking to maximize, like that's five minutes of research and then boom, you can just follow that process for the next probably quarter or two and then go back and look at the data again and, and see if you're starting to see that engagement. And so what I love about going through this and, and pulling out like all of like your wisdom that you've, built up over the years in in doing this is that I think a lot of people just create a Facebook page and they're like, okay, I got to throw up a photo and add some albums. And like, now I'm just posting to it. And they're, and they're just like, I got to get content up there. But if we just take a little bit of extra effort, it seems like you can get a lot more out of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you put it that way because when we do inherit Facebook pages, that is basically what we get is something that was probably created back in the dinosaur days of Facebook and it's worked enough, but with just spending an hour of TLC on that page, suddenly you're getting leads through it. Like picture one hour of working on Facebook to optimize your page and suddenly you have a lead, someone that's (laughs) worth following up with. So it's the difference is night and day when you put in that effort Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, if you're going to, people are spending the time there anyway, right? Because we all go to these conferences and events and we hear speakers and, you know, people like us were like, do Facebook, you know, you got to be there. And I think a lot of people have had just kind of a pretty abysmal experience with it. And, And I say that in just meaning that they're there, they feel like they should be doing it. They're spending time, even if it's just two or four hours a month, or they're paying somebody or they're, you know, delegating it out to a team member, like, oh yeah, they do my Facebook. But then you just kind of get in these ruts of, I'm just doing it and I'm just doing it. And I, I keep being told I need to do this. And so, yeah, I think just taking it that one or two extra steps and then suddenly, you know, things will get a little more exciting. But what else should we know about kind of some of these metrics and what else can we dig out of Facebook? to help us make these types of improvements. When you're in that overviews page, when you just click into insights, if you scroll down past those overviews, you can see your five, I believe it's the five most recent posts. But if you click see all posts, it'll extend to however many, I think a list of your 20 most recent posts or so. And that is a 
treasure trove, if that's the saying, of data right there. You can see at a glance what time you posted, what kind of content it was. So for example, if it was a video or pictures or just a post. And from there, you can see how many people liked it, how many people were reached by that post. And when you can see all of that data in one place and compare the kinds of posts that are performing the best. That's helpful for a couple of reasons. One, you can replicate that. You can keep doing that. And then two, that is the under the underlying data that we need to start building your boosting strategy, which is, mm. that's going to be a different episode, but that's why that information is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've, I've spent some time in that section for sure. And it's really interesting to just look at those post types, you know, so was it a video? Was it a photo? Was it a link? Was it a plain text post? You know, and you can kind of compare those. And then again, when you're thinking about some of the other metrics we've talked about, like who's your target audience, the times of day they're on, and then which types of posts are the most successful if you start doing the majority of those things, like I only post when most of my fans are on and I I generally post these two types of posts because they get the most engagement and interaction and sure, you're going to mix it up and do some other types of posts. But if you're doing those big things, 80% of the time or 90% of the time, you're probably double, triple or more your effectiveness just with your Facebook page with, pretty minimal, you know, effort in terms of just like looking at this type of data. Is that kind of what you're seeing? Yeah. And I'm going to say it again, but basically what that means is you're opening up the door to widen the mouth of your sales funnel on Facebook because you're sharing the kind of content that is working. And because it's working, Facebook wants more people to see it. So you're playing into their algorithm and a higher percentage of your followers are going to see it which increases the odds that they're going to engage with it, which increases the odds that their friends and family are going to see it if they're engaging with it. So making sure that you're actually sharing stuff on Facebook that is working and that the audience finds helpful and in which case Facebook wants its audience to be happy and wants people to enjoy and get stuck and hooked in the Facebook app. So they're going to make sure that if your content is good, you're sharing the kinds of posts that people want to see, more people are going to see it. And that's kind of a snowball effect. Yeah, that's a really good point. I talk about that a lot with Google, but you're, you're right. It's the same with Facebook. Like we're playing within their system. And if you know what they care about, even if you don't know all the details of the algorithm, but Facebook, will, just like you said, Facebook wants people to stay on Facebook. <laughs> you know, so if you are creating content that, keeps people on Facebook, which they look at as, oh, they're commenting, they're sharing, they're engaging with, you know, they're watching a video, so they're scrolling through a gallery, you know, they can see all this stuff, you know, Facebook has all that data. So if you're able to deliver content that keeps your audience, which is their audience too, right, a Facebook user engaged, then you're going to start playing into the hands of their algorithm in a good way. So yeah, that's a really good point. And you had just mentioned boosting posts, which we're going to talk about in the next episode. 
And so we'll get to that here shortly. And just a quick reminder too, we've, we've mentioned on the past couple of episodes, but if you've really been enjoying this podcast, definitely go over to builderfunnelacademy.com slash join, and you can see what we've got going on there with the full academy and then Danielle's Facebook uh, masterclass course as well. And so you can do a deeper dive here, but Danielle, this was a good episode. I'm kind of a numbers person. I'm probably biased, but hopefully people walk away from this one and they can spend another, what, you know, 20, 30 minutes digging into some data. That's going to set you up for at least a few months of making some much better moves. So thanks for for sharing your insights. No pun intended. (laughs) And uh, We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. All right. Thanks, guys. And uh, we'll see you back for episode four, where we dive into boosting. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed episode three of this original mini series here on Builder Funnel Radio. And this one was all about insights and data. And man, I'm definitely a data person and numbers person, but listening to this and hearing Danielle talk through some of these examples, she goes a lot deeper in the weeds than I normally do. But as she was describing some of these things, I'm going, gosh, you could just spend you know, 15 minutes jumping in, looking at the data, make a couple of adjustments, and you're going to see a huge uptick in performance, even just taking the times of day and the types of posts that are most uh, engaged with. So when are your followers on and which types of posts do they generally engage with more? Those two things, that's a big win right there. And again, that's a minimal time investment for a big return in, in terms of your content that you're sharing and the performance you can get out of Facebook. So again, this was a really good episode. I think some very tactical things for you guys might be one where you go back and listen to again and jot down a couple of those examples or notes. But that alone, if you just take one thing from it, I would do do that, look up those two pieces of data, and then adjust your posting strategy based on that. And, uh, and you'll see some big improvements. So thanks again for listening, guys. And we'll see you back here for episode four on Builder Funnel Radio.